Hey guys, Benjamin here. I'm just here to introduce the episode. Today is going to be a special one. I think you guys will really enjoy it. I will not be featured in this one because today it is going to be a candid conversation between Takia and her college friend, Samantha. Both of them are moms and they're going to be giving their perspectives and they're going to have a conversation regarding topics ranging from postpartum depression all the way to therapy. Now, I just want to give you a fair warning. We were unable to get a piece of the audio towards the end of the episode. So the episode is going to end in the middle of the conversation, but we still have over an hour of conversation that we believe will be fruitful for the listener. So I thank you for listening, tuning in to the Atkins Family Podcast, and I hope you enjoy the episode. See you next time, folks. All right. So this is the Adkins Family Podcast, but tonight it's just me um, because we're doing a special for the moms tonight. And so tonight I have a friend of mine who I met in college. Her name, I'm going to let her introduce herself, actually. My name is Samantha. Hello. So um, tonight we're going to be discussing um, just things about being a mom. So uh, my daughter was born, my first daughter, my first child, um, who is a girl, was born, made her grand entrance into the world um, November 26, 2020, at 10 p.m. at night. Um, she was born during a pandemic. Um, and so that made circumstances, I feel like a lot more different than, than it would have been if she had been born, um, at any other time. And so I'm going to let Sam show, I mean, share her, um, her mom's story in the beginning, I guess just what I shared, okay. you shared, um, same, sort of. Have a little girl, you know. Ava. She was a um, pandemic baby also. <laughs> so she was born June 5th, 2020. And it was, it was really hard, but honestly, I wouldn't change the way like everything was. I was glad that no one was in the hospital with me because it was like so, no, I'm like, <laughs> like, I mean, it's really like, it was really relaxing. Like, there's not, you know, all your family telling you, yeah. what you do, do sit up, eat ice. You know what I mean? It was, <laughs> it was really like, if I could do that over again, oh, I God. wouldn't have anyone in there with me besides my partner. I really, okay. I enjoyed that part. That's... Okay. And so, um, did you get, so you had her in like the middle of the pandemic where, did you know you were pregnant before the mm -hmm. pandemic started? That's the question. Out. Okay. And so sorry go ahead i found out in october that i was a month so like six seven weeks okay so you found out in october when did the pandemic it was, was like, it like no, next yeah it was like in january i think it was like right at the end of january okay of the next year okay so he was able to like come to appointment mm, appointments no. with you and no. things like that he came to no? the very first appointment like, and after that he couldn't come to any more like i went to my appointments by myself. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I wanted to share too, you know, with our baby. Um, I found out I was pregnant at home. I let my husband know when he got home. I couldn't even get an appointment scheduled to go see the doctor to confirm that I was pregnant. I went in and they were like, um, we're not seeing anybody right now. Go home, take three more tests. Uh, just to confirm that you actually are pregnant, that'll be your confirmation, and we'll see you in 12 weeks. 
And so um, I went in at 12 weeks. Uh, I had my ultrasound. My husband couldn't come. My husband was only actually able to come to one, um, come in for one appointment. He went to most of the appointments, but they only let him back for my 20 week ultrasound. Um, and then when I had my daughter, it was just me and my husband. It's crazy because my mom was yeah. planning to come, but um, the we I had her two weeks after they changed the policy to having only one person because they had two support mm -hmm. people at first. And then I'm I'm in, I'm literally in the hospital texting my mom like I'm in labor. She's getting ready to leave to come, and they were like, "Nope, sorry." Stop doing yeah, that two weeks they, ago. They allowed <laughs> Just you. him to come, and then they were like, "If some, if you want someone else to come, they would have to switch, and they could only stay like a certain amount of time." Oh, so I was kind of like, well, "What's the point?" Oh yeah, they won't even, hmm. they won't even doing it. They won't even doing that. So yeah, so um, so yeah, we both became moms. Um, I'm 27, I think. <laughs> How old are you? 25. Girl. <laughs> no, for real, because sometimes I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> How old I am? It, be, it feels like that for real. Like, like how am I? Yeah. Well, right. So first kid, I think I, I had her when I was twenty six. Yeah, and then I turned twenty seven. Um, Whatever. How old were you when you? <laughs> I was turning twenty four. Okay. Yeah. So we are, I guess, relatively young moms um, and first time moms. Um, so. Um, the purpose of this this podcast is we, you know, as we begin to talk, we realize that we had a lot of similar issues as moms. Now, the 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 great thing about this podcast is we are coming from two totally different perspectives, um, and I think it's it's important to showcase different moms because everybody's situation is not the same. Um, as it relates to what age they are when they become a mom, what the circumstances are, the living circumstances, financial circumstances, um, because you could be married in the financial circumstances and not be great. And you could be single in the financial circumstances and not be great. And so I think it's very important um, just to have this conversation because I think uh, moms, and this is not to downplay dads or anything like that, um, Moms go through a lot, and so this podcast is going to focus specifically on how life has changed for us once we took on the title of mommy. And our kids are still relatively young. Um, I don't know about your daughter, but my daughter does not really speak English yet. Um, she does walk, um, and, and, and she does have mm, quite an attitude yes. already. But it's it, yeah, it's but I don't she she be saying stuff I know in her language she's she's probably fussing like fussing me out, but it you know it doesn't translate. Um, but yeah, so you know our kids aren't that old yet, um, so we're still fairly new to this. So you know, older moms or moms that have been in the game for a long time, you can take everything we say with a grain of salt. But uh, we're definitely gonna say just what our experience is. And so I think the first, um, the first thing I want to say is that, um, this podcast is not to degrade anyone. Um, this podcast is not, uh, meant to, uh, shine a bad light on anybody. And I think it's important that we put that out there because I think sometimes when you're sharing your experience, and another person is involved, you automatically think if you're saying something negative that 
you're trying to say that that person is bad or you're trying to speak negatively about that person. No, I think as, as especially as women, um, that's one of the things that I, I think should be different. We should be able to tell our story. We should be able to um, say what we need to say without you thinking that we're angry, especially as black women, that we're angry, that right. we're bitter, you know. No, we're experiencing life, we're walking through life. And um, as you walk through life, relationships change, change uh things change and so we want to put that out there this is not a bashing session um this is us telling things from our perspective and our point of view and so we want that to be clear before we get started and more people start coming into the room um so the first thing that we're gonna uh touch on is uh uh postpartum depression and so i thought um, there was no way I could struggle with postpartum depression. You know, my, my, my mindset was, uh, you know, I'm married. Um, my, my marriage is good. Um, you know, I don't, my, my child is healthy. I don't have any reason to be depressed. And, um, even when we were leaving the hospital, uh, they kept telling my husband, like the, the nurses kept telling my husband, look out for signs of this, look out for signs of that. Um, this could happen. And I'm just like, why do y'all keep telling ain't nothing wrong with me like i just had my right. baby like my baby is right here why would i be depressed and i learned very quickly um that i had a very um warped perspective of what postpartum depression was and so when it when i had an encounter with it i really didn't know how to handle it um I felt so weird. The first time I ever could, can say that I had like a symptom or, you know, something that let me know that postpartum was going on. My husband had um, two weeks off, so that was his leave. Um, I wasn't working at the time, um, so I didn't, you know, I didn't have a job to go back to. Um, he took two weeks off and during those two weeks, you know, we tried to do everything at home because also I had a winter baby, so we didn't want to take her outside. Um, and so I remember probably about a week in, he went to go and get some food and I felt like I was so scared. <laughs> like when he left, I was like, oh my God, he just left me alone with this baby. <laughs> what am I going to do with this baby? And I just felt so unsafe. Like I'm checking the door to make sure the door is locked. Like I just felt like there was a piece of safety that was gone. And then um, because of some of the complications I had while I was pregnant, um, every little thing that happened, I had to continuously go back and forth to the doctor just to make sure there were no um, further complications. And so I had to leave my daughter and go to the emergency room. Um, and that, like, I sat on the edge of the bed and cried because I'm like, how am I supposed right. to leave my child, you know, this early, you know, and I don't know how long it's going to be. And so um, for me, that was when I started to see, okay, something might be off. Um, and so that was, that's kind of my story with it. Um, what's, what is, do you have a story Ooh, with postpartum depression? Okay, just, just a disclaimer, <laughs> we're all family looking. Hearing. I've never shared this story before, so this is actually the first time I'm talking about it, besides with my therapist. Um, and she actually okay. made me realize that it was that. And I didn't I didn't think I was struggling okay. with postpartum, you know what I mean? I did feel a little lonely because I did leave home to go live in Richmond. So I was like, okay, well, I mean, 
I'm home. Mm-hmm. I mean, I this is my new home. I have to make it a norm, right? So anyway, there was like right. this one day. It was just a bad day. Like it was just so bad. Ava was just cranky. I was tired. Ava was just like up all night the night before. So I decided to just, you know, <laughs> all right, let me go get some eat. Let me go McDonald's or something. So you know it takes five years to wrap up a baby to go in the car to go down the street, right? So that alone was already irritating. Right. I was like, okay, we're in the car. Let's go. So we went to McDonald's and um, I was trying to order my food and Ava just bust out crying. Mm-hmm. Ava hates the car seat. She hates being in the car. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> she's crying. This is nothing new. But she was crying like someone hurt her. You know what I mean? I'm just like, like I've never heard her cry like this yeah. before. And at this time I'm already irritated. I'm yeah. already frustrated. So the lady um, is trying to take my order you know, through the drive-thru, and I couldn't hear her, the lady couldn't hear me, and I just screamed, oh my gosh, shut up, like I screamed, shut up to my baby, and I was like, and I just started crying right in the drive-thru, and then I just drove off, like I didn't even get any food or anything, so then I just drove back to the house, I took Ava out, like took the whole car seat out of the car, and then put it, we went to the house, and then I just left her car seat right by the door, and I just ran to the bathroom, locked the door, and just cried. Like, I cried for a good 20, 30 minutes. I think her dad ended up coming home and seeing Ava still in the car seat by the door. But it was just like, it was the worst day of my life. Yeah. And I screamed at her. And I was like, my baby don't even know what's going yeah. on. And I screamed at her. And I think she was like two months at the time. Right. So then I just, he, I don't even right. remember, think he remembers anything. But I was like, he came home and took her out. And I just... I didn't even tell him. I didn't tell anybody. I think this is the first time I actually told someone else other than my therapist. She was like, yeah, girl, you were struggling with it. And I'm like, yeah. well, why didn't I see it? You know what I mean? I don't know if it was just because I was irritated yeah. that day yeah. or I don't know. Girl. Yeah, and I think I think it's because it's not, it's not a lot of resources mm-hmm. for us as moms um, because it's supposed to be the happiest time in, in your life. Um, so when things like that happen, number one, you feel guilty because you yelled at the baby. And so you're more focused on all the things you did wrong instead of something is going on that I can't necessarily explain. Um, and and I, I think that's a big part. And this is why we're having this conversation as moms, because when you get pregnant, when you carry a baby, everything changes you are literally walking through like um for me i mean you you can look at my <laughs> face and tell that i've been through the ringer after having that child because i was like skinny like i was a stick and i start even when i was pregnant i remember we went to my gender reveal and my brother looked at me and he was like you sure you pregnant like because oh i was I, I i don't even think i started showing until i was like six months and so um it was a very drastic change for me. Um, but so I started the pregnancy at like one twenty three. Um, when I was, uh, I don't know how many weeks was I? Um, thirty eight, maybe like thirty. My doctor was like, uh, "You're you're you're getting a lot of weight. You're one. What did she say? I was one seventy six. <laughs> so." She was like, you know, you might, you, uh, you might want to <laughs> chill out. Right. And so, but for me, I was right. so excited. I was so excited. I'm like, cause 
I wanted to gain some weight. So I'm like, oh, it's cool. I can gain this little baby weight. I'm going to be a little cute. And then when she leaves, the baby <laughs> weight going to leave too. <laughs> and so, you know, I had all these like fun things, these, these pictures I wanted to take with my daughter after she was born. And I bought it for the size that I thought I would be. <laughs> You know, just very naive after she, like, right after she came out of my belly. And I put the shirt on. I was like, I can't even take no picture. And then it's like, I can't fit this. <laughs> like, I was supposed to lose weight. So, and then my face is huge. My hair is gone. <laughs> so, I, you know, you as, as a woman, um, you go yeah. through a lot. And so, luckily, um, you know, with my husband, um, because of the nurses and because of um, his mom just constantly reminding him about postpartum depression and telling him what to look for, um, I didn't feel as alone because I had someone that yeah. I could talk to. Um, unfortunately, even with all the talking, you know, it's it's never an exact science where I, where I can pinpoint how I'm feeling. And I know some moms you know, are even ashamed to say sometimes throughout the pregnancy or even after you have the baby, you regret the decision to have the baby. And those were some of the things that I was wrestling with when I got pregnant. But it's like, how do I say that? You know, how do I say, you know, I don't know if, because then people look at, oh, you so ungrateful. It's people right. out here that want to get pregnant and can't get pregnant. And you, 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 and, but it's real. Like you, when you really think about the fact that you are taking on the responsibility of raising another human, it can be a lot, especially when you feel like you still a child right. yourself. I mean, I, me and my husband were, we had just moved um, away from my family. So my husband is from Los Angeles. We met because he's in the Navy and he was stationed where I lived. Um, but right before I got pregnant, like a month before we moved, he got stationed in DC. So we moved to Maryland. And so this is like my first time being away from home outside of college, um, going through all these changes. And, and my mom was like, you know, my rock, you know, it was like, that's where I go right. <laughs> when things aren't right. <laughs> and then COVID yeah. is making it hard and I wasn't working. And so, um, to your point, it, you go through a lot. And sometimes you, you feel ashamed of the things that you're feeling and it keeps you in a box where it's like, I don't want to tell people. I just yelled at my child. <laughs> she don't understand what, like, even now, you know, I got on the phone with my mom today and she was like, you talking about to say even now like, yes. she is too ruthless. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like my child be doing crazy stuff. Like, and then like, and then my daughter, I'm trying to tell you, she don't speak English, but I know she she'd be saying something because she'll my daughter will like get down to your level and put yeah. her eyes to your eyes and start speaking gibberish like do you want to see some nut stuff i'll show you some nut stuff. like so you know you you deal with the judgments and all this stuff and then you don't have enough you don't have a, a, enough people in your right. life saying are you okay I remember there was this woman, uh, this girl that I went to school with, and I, I didn't really know her like that, but she actually reached out to me and she was like, <laughs> she a genius. <laughs> no, she be doing crazy stuff. <laughs> but I, she reached out to me and she was like, how are you doing? She was like, you know, are you struggling? And I was like, wow. You know, just the fact that she reached out was like, I yeah. wish that we could 
have this conversation more. I wish that people were more open to the fact that postpartum depression is real. It's not something that you ask for. It affects people in, in different ways. And moms need to have outlets to be able to express how they feel without being judged. So I don't need you to remind me that, oh, she's only right, two months. Right. I know how old she is. I pushed her out. Like, like she doesn't, you know, like if I'm just saying, if somebody responded to you that way when you said I yell, I don't right. need you to remind me that she's right. two months. Like, I know how old she is. I just need you to understand that this is like, so last week, um, the last, so we got off for um, New Year's and Christmas. And I was talking to my mom and I was, you know, on the phone where I was like, mom, she just keeps following me around everywhere I go. There she is. I'm taking a shower. She on the side looking like, what you doing? I'm using the bathroom. She opened it. It stinks. Get out. <laughs> Why are you in here? Do you not mm -hmm. smell? That? And so, you know, my mom's like, you're being petty. <laughs> now I was, uh, but as a mom, these are just things that, you need to be able to vent to people because it's like this little person just right. follows me everywhere I go. And I love my daughter and I don't want her to disappear. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, can you go? You have a whole room. <laughs> go in there. But yeah, so I think um, it's very important to be able to um, say what you need to say. So have you been able to find a community um, that you can talk to about these things since you recognize this is what you have? Honestly, no, I just talked to my therapist and I didn't even, I didn't start therapy okay. until I moved back home. So even still, I don't, I mean, I talked to okay. you know, my girlfriends now, I'm more open now, but I don't really have yeah. a mom group, which I wish I do did. My best friend, she has three boys. So we, you know, we talk about a lot of things, but okay, all my mommy friends are far yeah. away. And so, yeah. Listen, because we was in the chat yes. this week and I was like, look, I just need a <laughs> right. Maybe, And this is another thing, too, that I think people I've never been like a ratchet mm -hmm. type person. But since I have my daughter, I just be I just need to go do some ratchet stuff. Right. Like I need to get my friends. I need and I'm not and this is so real and we are saved and all that and all that good but I just need I need somewhere I can twerk <laughs> right. I need to do stuff that right. women do that are like that has nothing to do with the child I think that's when I turned like, 25 I need to go. that was like the first <laughs> best birthday of my life like I just went all out like I was yeah <laughs> and that's but it's you yeah. need to do that you 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 need to continue to do that and you need to have people that you can just yeah. vent to because I've never been that girl that's like look I just need to go and you know do right. crazy stuff now I be sitting in my car after I get off of work like <laughs> I wish that I could just right. go and you know because it's 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 like you always mm -hmm. have to be on, especially yeah, if you're yeah. a working mom, which um, I started. I didn't start working until um, Aubrey was 10 months. Um, but it's like, OK, I have to go to work and I have to be at work. I have to be a worker at work and then I have to come home yeah, yeah. and I have to be a mom. And then, you know, when you're it gets late, yeah. I got to be a wife. And <laughs> so it's, it's like I'm constantly taking on, putting on a hat, taking it off, putting on another one. And it's like. I don't even know right. where I begin. Like, where is me? You know, where? And so um, that's a huge thing. Um, 
uh, yeah, uh, Lanasia said, I don't have a child yet, but I know it has to be hard for you all, for you all when everyone has an opinion about what you're doing as a mother and what you should or shouldn't do or feel when it comes to motherhood. That is very, yeah. very real. Um, I don't know if you and um, Ava's father made any decisions about Ava um, before she was born, but like me and my husband, before um, Aubrey was born, we decided she would not be getting her ears pierced um, until she mm -hmm. wanted it. Um, so she wouldn't be one of those babies who were walking around with their ears pierced. And we, we were not gonna mm -hmm. pull on her hair. So, you know, it's not that we wouldn't do right. anything to it, but we were, we were not, you weren't gonna see her right. with the hair bows and stuff. And people just kept making comments like, oh, you know, it's time for her to wear hair bows. And, and we're just like, no, because we want her hair to be healthy. We want her right. edges to be strong. Right. Okay. <laughs> so like, you know, and even with the earrings, it's like, well, she looks like a little boy. Well, I don't believe in, um, giving her something she didn't ask for. So we're not opposed to it. Like if she's like gets older and she's like, I want my ears pierced, we will be in line at Claire's. <laughs> but that was just something that we yeah. came together and decided. And of course people had yeah. their opinions. Um, I'm, and then moms are probably way more sensitive than men, mm, uh, than daddies, because I'm like, well, I'd be like, what? You know, I, I get offended when people be talking about my child, like yeah, her hair yeah. and her earrings and blah, blah, blah. Where's my husband? Yeah. Like, don't nobody care. They don't live with right. us. We don't. No, and, and, and my husband is not, if you've ever been checked by my husband, you, you deserved <laughs> it. <laughs> like my husband is not the type of person to just be walking around. You know, now I am, you know, but my husband on that right. day is chill dude. So if he checks you you you've definitely made him mad but did you ever did you come into did you have any situations where it was like you made a decision and someone tried to make you feel bad for how you definitely wanted to parent ears, your child but we made the decision to wait until she was six months and also her starting to okay eat table food i wanted to do baby lead yeah and a lot of people are like no she's not ready for that but we did it she gonna eat mm -hmm. she ate she eats she eats now so <laughs> Right. But definitely the ears pierced <laughs> and even sometimes with her bows. Like, I mean, my baby doesn't, she has hair, but you know, yeah. she didn't have that much hair back then. But yeah. I liked, I'm a girly girl. I like to put bows on, but when she's home, she is bowless. Like she doesn't wear any bows and she barely, she only wears bows when yeah. we're out and that's rare. So, but definitely the ears, the ears were a big thing. Yeah. And, and so how did you handle I did that? It with other people coming in <laughs> like i mean i did it and what were they gonna say they didn't pay for it like <laughs> they really they really did. i did it and but no that's good that you have right. that perspective and that you were able to um own your decision yeah. and just do it like don't i feel like for any moms that are out there do not um put yourself in a box because of other people do not you know, if, if people don't agree with your decision, unless they are the other parent, um, it really right. doesn't matter what the other parent or the law, because some of y'all be doing stuff that's illegal. We are not telling you right. to go out don't. here and do crazy stuff with your child. <laughs> like, But stuff like, oh, I want to wait to get her ears pierced yeah. until she's a certain age, or, you know, I don't want her to have bows, you yeah. know, those types of things. It, guess what? God gave right. you that child. The devil cannot give life. I don't care what any, I don't care what the circumstances are under which you had this child. The devil cannot give life. God mm -hmm. gave you that child. 
And so you do what, and you gonna suffer the consequences. If it's right, bad, you are right. gonna suffer the consequences. Like we we are going to suffer the consequences of the decision to get her ears pierced mm-hmm. when she's older, because it's it's probably gonna hurt, and it's gonna be something yeah. that she remembers. But these are things that we will yeah. own, and that we are prepared yeah. for. So as long as you are prepared for it and you are willing to take on the consequences, whether they be good or bad, do what you need to do, moms, do what you you need to do. And so um, with postpartum, just one last thing on postpartum depression, did you ever have to start um, or take any type of medication um, as it was related to that? I think the only medication was like going to the beach. I like to meditate. (laughs) I like to sit in the sand. I like to just listen to the sounds pretty much. So that was kind yeah. of like a, okay, yeah. I can keep going, you know, I can, I can live till tomorrow. Right. Much, right. So. Yeah. But right. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, we, I actually did um, start medication and it was a wrestle. I've talked about it in my other podcast because I'm Christian and a lot of people thought, Oh, well, you're taking medicine. You know, you're not depending on Jesus. Um, but, but my daughter uh, was, was like, And this is not a bad, I'm not saying this in a bad way, but my daughter was definitely the straw that broke the camel's back for me. Um, It was, it, it was the, it was like the red flag of all red flags that you need some help. (laughs) And I'm, you know, I'm such a lively person. I'm, I'm such, if you, if you see me around, you know, I love God. I'm always joking, but um, you know, these past three years, my, my therapist told me you've been through a lot of traumatic events and people don't look at stuff like marriage moving and you know, just all this stuff as traumatic, but that's what it is. It's a lot of life changes. Like even how you said you moved away from family. It was really rough. Really bad. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I moved back. And so, yeah. And you said you moved back. (laughs) Listen, I can't, listen, I can't move back, but I, I'm not going to tell you I haven't yeah. thought about it, <laughs> but, but like, um, yes, because I mean, it's, it's marriage, getting married is like, it's happy and fun. And then it's like, whoa, the rest of my life. I don't know if I was more excited about the dress or the actual vows. I'm not sure what I was thinking. <laughs> like forever. <laughs> So yeah, forever. <laughs> and then, you know, me and my husband are so young. I'm 27, he's 24. And it's like, for the rest of our Right, it just feels like you haven't Jesus. even lived. You're so, still yeah, in your you know. 20s. Like... <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Now, it's a beautiful yeah. thing. I'm not down in marriage. I love my husband. I love my marriage. But it, it is something that is, um, it changes you. It, it, it changes your world. And so pal and my therapist let me know, she was like piling all of this stuff on to each other has taken its toll on, mm-hmm. on your health, yeah. your mental health. And so I did start medication. Um, and I told my husband after I had, cause they give you like a month of being on it for it to actually mm-hmm. take effect. I told my husband, I was like, I have been on a, I've been in a dark cloud for years and I didn't even know it. Yeah. And I didn't, I, I wouldn't have known until I started taking medication. Some people are depressed to the point where they have, um, they're not getting serotonin at all. And so I was one of those people where that just, it, it stopped producing. And so the medicine helped produce that again for me. And so, you know, just, just a, a tip out there. Don't, uh, don't judge moms because of how they have to get through. 
it's very serious to let them like you say your thing is the beach having people that understand look i'm not just going here to get some sun on my body this this is what it takes for me to live this is what it takes for me to keep going and be in my right mind and so you need people around you that are not going to look at you like oh you're lazy because you got a daughter and you want to sit on the beach like because i know how people are don't you can't you can't let people take you out of what you need to do so that you can be okay and so that's huge and so um, we're just going to work our way through some of the things that you um, sent me. And so the next one was um, stuff that you went through in your relationship. So I'm going to let you um, touch on how that was for you um, having a kid and what that did and where you are, you know, now. <clears throat> well, it was definitely different because I literally graduated like in 2019, which is when we actually started to talk mm -hmm. and we weren't even talking for maybe like two months okay or three months until like mm -hmm. for my birthday we went on a trip we went to texas so we found out well we got pregnant okay. in texas pretty much okay so <laughs> um okay, okay. <laughs> so, okay. and by that time we had only been like officially talking for like three months and then he asked me out officially september the first so we weren't even we weren't even like three mm -hmm. months in before I got pregnant, but we knew each other. So I guess that was kind of okay. different to us, which I mean, yeah. there's a difference between knowing a friend and then knowing a partner that you're, you know, trying to oh, yeah. build with, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And <laughs> yeah, definitely going on like throughout my pregnancy, it was tough. It was different. It was, I don't regret anything, but I definitely would change a lot definitely would first of mm -hmm. all I was on bed rest because of my heart condition so I stopped working like in November so I couldn't even you know okay. I was staying home doing anything doing nothing mm -hmm. and then COVID hit so yeah. once COVID hit it was like well I really can't go anywhere so like what am I supposed to do like right. he's all the way in Richmond working I'm all the way down in North Carolina I'm you know what I mean we're still in a relationship but we have a baby on the way so what are we doing and it was kind of like, right. well, why are we even together if we're not right. together? So, but right. I mean, he would come down sometimes <laughs> and then I would go up there and stay with him sometimes, but it just right. wasn't, we were, we were trying to work it out. So then Ava comes and right. mm -hmm. it was like, I don't know when Ava came, everything was kind of like, everything just went downhill and I don't really, I don't know. Yeah. It was rough because of some of the things we were dealing with in our relationship while I was pregnant also took a toll on going into yeah. pregnancy, going into labor. And then right after Ava, mm -hmm. I stayed with my mom for like a whole month. And then we went back and moved to Richmond. And I stayed up in Richmond like two months. And then I got a job in Richmond, but I moved right back here in October. So it was kind of like, well, what was the point? It, you know, it was a lot of things going on. It was a lot of mental yeah. stress, physical stress. And then having to deal with heart condition on top of having a baby. It was just a lot because yeah. I was monitored all the time and I was like, okay, well, I would, sometimes I would not feel Ava move, so I would panic. So I was like, oh girl, you need to calm down. You're gonna have a heart attack. Right. <laughs> so it was kind of like, you can't, you know, like, it was, it was crazy. And then the same thing, like your weight, right. I was 165 when I had her, which was too much. So I was on a monitor mm -hmm. and I stayed in the hospital for like mm -hmm. four days after she was born. 
I couldn't give her her first bath because my heart mm-hmm. rate was so high. It was just like the little things after that that I missed yeah. that made it just yeah. go down. Like it was just, it was a lot. It was yeah. a lot. And then my mom wasn't there. Then I came back home to my mom and everything seemed yeah. to be okay. You know, it's like, okay, we're getting in the hang of raising a baby, but we're still at my parents' house. So we can't really know how to raise her right. without them. So now I go back home and he goes straight to work. So I'm right. home alone with a baby. And it's kind of like, well, I need help. I don't have help. <laughs> and he will come home tired. Right. And it's right. just like, it was, it was really hard. But I think once I moved back yeah. here and I got a job and I was like, this is what I need to do for you, Ava. This is what we need to do. I just did it. And then once I did it, I started, I went right. into therapy also. Therapy, I'm a bit, big advocate on therapy. Mm-hmm. I think everyone should have therapy at least once in their life, regardless if you think you have something wrong, just go to talk to someone else that's, not going right. to be the person to pick sides. You know what I mean? So I've right. I learned a lot yeah. from her. I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself after I moved back. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, you think you know yourself when you're in college. It's like, oh, you're getting to learn yourself. And then you're like, nope, this is the big world. And even college doesn't even prepare you for the big world. <laughs> Nobody prepares you for a baby. So no. it's kind of like, I'm... Home alone with a baby. No. Now I got a no. baby following me everywhere. What am I supposed to do? Like, <laughs> so it was, it was tough, but definitely she pushed right. me to really like, just be on my grind and just do what I'm supposed to be doing. Because if I were to do, you know, harm myself or if I wasn't here for her, who I know their family to be here to take care of her, but she's going to always wonder what she did for her mom not to be here. You know what I mean? And I just was like, let me just yeah, go ahead that's and true. That's do true. what I need to do. I got myself a new car. Still working on a place, but you know, it's going to come. It's going <laughs> Yeah. So that yeah. was. <laughs> so, so your mental, mental, how, how was your, your mental and emotional health throughout it what was, was going on? It was, it was um, really bad. With, like, I was just like, honestly, why am I even so, here? Why am I carrying her? Why do I have yeah. to deal with all of this? Like when you're pregnant, that's supposed to be one of the most mm-hmm. happiest times of your life. And it was the worst. Like I would not right. do it again. Yeah. <laughs> like I would not, I would, okay. I wouldn't say I wouldn't do it again because I would, but I definitely would change things. Like I said before. So right. I don't know. I think again, we are young. So I think if we would have, you know, waited a little bit, of course, everyone's going to tell you, you should have waited. Da, 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 da. Well, we knew what we were doing. We did it. So we didn't wait. I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> but I think, yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. Go ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. I think it was, <laughs> it was really bad. It was, it was, it was bad to the point where I was like, okay, I know I need to do therapy. No one told me that I should do therapy. So let me see what, how this, if this is a way that it can help. And she helped out a lot. Right. She was, she opened my eyes to a lot. She helped. She let me cry the whole session one time. I don't even know why I was crying. I was just crying. And then, but it helped, you know what I mean? (laughs) It helped. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. So, um, you know, I, you know, a lot of people say that marriages break down because of a child. Um, I think Ari was actually the saving grace for my marriage. Um, There were a lot of things. a lot of things that I was just like is this a joke right (laughs) and it hit you know but 
our child brought us together and it wasn't you know some people are just brought together in a way that supports the child our our child changed mm. us it challenged us and so everybody has the moment i think when they have a kid where they see like okay either i'm gonna step up yeah. step up or i'm gonna just keep playing like i was before because life is definitely different yeah. after you have a child and so i think both of us uh you know saw you just how real it was how real it was and it was like okay you know there are some personal yeah. things that need to change and so um the beautiful part about our marriage was that um we'd been in therapy since we were dating and you know a lot of people will say oh, y'all was in therapy when y'all was dating y'all sure y'all should have got married um we weren't in therapy when we were dating because you know something was wrong we were in therapy because we wanted to go about this in a very healthy way we wanted our relationship to be healthy we wanted to be able to lay things on the table um, and i was just telling a friend today that that therapy helped us be able to communicate to each other um, the way that we do now which is actually very yeah. very good and it's nothing like it was in the beginning because we had someone to walk with us as we learned um each other's triggers and you know just how the other person best mm -hmm. hears yeah. things um it is relationships do require a lot of fixing a lot of ma maneuvering um and, and people don't take it seriously but relationships also requ require yeah. a lot of death and you you it, People look at, you know, I'm I'm a big advocate for, now, although I wore a white dress at my wedding, I am a huge advocate for wearing black dresses to your wedding because a death has to take place in yeah. both of y'all yeah. in order for this, this, this relationship, this marriage to survive. And so I think before we had our daughter, it was a lot of tugging and pulling. And it was a lot of, well, I don't have to change this and you need to change that. Where it's like, no, we got a little human. So, you know, we want to set the best example mm -hmm. that we can for her. And so it, it really became real, like, okay, things have got yeah. to change you know how we talk to each other um how we interact with each other and other people it, it it had to change and so we both stepped up um and our and our marriage and our child's life is better for it one thing i realized was that when you become a mom it really does it's it's almost like a shock you go into shock because you now realize that you have to pass on things mm -hmm. to another human at first you were just right. living for yourself, doing whatever was good for you. Now you really have to know, like, am I, so what is the reason behind why I'm doing the things that I'm doing? What is, you know, how do I teach my daughter yeah. how to be resilient? How do I teach my daughter how to stand on her own too? Like, where where did I learn this? And then you start to look at how did my mom, because I, I grew up, um, my mom was a single parent. How did my mom parent me what do I want to keep and what right. do I want to throw away? Because those are those are real things. And, and it's like, it's hitting you all at once. And although Aubrey is still, you know, just walking and not talking yet, um, you start to see that kids pick up at a very mm -hmm. young age. Um, I was, you know, my daughter does this thing where she'll just like headbutt you, like she'll <laughs> flap and just like throw her head on you. And I'm like, where did you get, the, what did this come? And then I realized I was changing her today. And so you know how, when you're changing your child, mm -hmm. they become yes, an alligator. Sir. And so when I, when when Aubrey be doing her little alligator moves, I be pushing her back oh, and so laying she... her down. And so I'm like, that's where you, 
that's where you get that. <laughs> so you really have to be very intentional about the things that you're doing because yeah. kids mock you. Like I was talking to my husband once and I, I was playing with him and I got kind of like in his face or whatever. It wasn't anything serious. And Aubrey does the same thing. <laughs> like, so you just really have to be mindful. And so it can, it can, I think for me, it caused me to go into a shock because it was like, I really had to get yeah. rid of a lot of stuff because I was like, Correct. I'm not teaching you that. Um, I'm a big, I'm a big, um, I'm a Christian and I was big on church and the Bible and, and I'm not saying that I'm not now, but I am saying that a lot of things have changed for me because I refuse to pass down to my child religion. I refuse to pass down to my child, um, building up all of this stuff and not getting the core principles of like, I can teach you how to shout. And I can teach you how to praise dance, but my heart is ugly. And you seeing me out here, you know, cuss people out or got, you know, I've really had to hone in on some stuff. And luckily, you know, my husband is great because um, it's crazy because when we got married, I was like, mm, you know, I grew up in church and my husband um, had just got saved a little bit before we met. And I'm like, how is this going to work? Because I'm very traditional and, you know, I'm real churchy. I church anything <laughs> up. I can shout, you know, I can, yeah, I can do all that. And he's just like here, just like, oh, I just got here. I'm new to the party. My husband and his walk with Christ has transformed my relationship with God because it's not coming from a churchy perspective. It's not coming from a, oh, I learned this growing up, you know, it was passed down to me. It's coming from, I sought God. Like right. I actually read the Bible. <laughs> I didn't see what someone else said, you know? And so for our household, you know, it looks a little different than what my family might call the traditional um, Christian household. You know, we we just do we do things differently. We we believe in in things being done um, different ways. And so for me, it was like it was a shock. And it, honestly, if I if I can be honest, mm -hmm. I'm still in shock, which is why you know we not only because of COVID, but because of the shocks and things that I've been going through. We we um, don't regularly attend a church. Um, because it, it really has been like, I'd be listening to preachers and you got to get five <laughs> minutes with me before I'm like, eh, wrong, turn it off, get off, get that off my screen. That is not the Bible. Get, nope. <laughs> so, you know, even with that though, yeah. that was huge for me. And I think, you know, the people that know me would say like, Takia, right. you what? <laughs> no, Girl. not you, not, you know, <laughs> like real. So... Uh, but that's, you know, that's been a huge change mentally and emotionally. I will say that having a kid um, definitely breaks you down in ways that you have to learn mm -hmm. how to manage, yeah. especially having yeah. a girl, because you want to pass yeah. on good skills to her. You want to pass on good coping skills. You want to pass on good communication skills. You don't want her to be someone with a hard heart. You don't want her to know mom is, my mama know everybody <laughs> busy. <laughs> Like you want to pass right. on like good things. And so I've, you know, I'm still struggling a little bit because I still be gossiping and I still do know everybody's <laughs> business, but, <laughs> but yeah, so it's, you know, it's, it's things that yeah. I would like to pass on. Like my mom, I tell people all the time, don't send me stuff. Don't. <laughs> I screenshot stuff and I send it to my mom. Somebody be sending me something. I, be, I can't wait to tell my mama. This is crazy. This is crazy. I can't wait to tell So like, mm -hmm. we still have that relationship where it's like, I told people, you talking to me? Right. You talking right. to my mama? My mom, because, yeah. 
like and then, <laughs> so it's you know and and I've I've even had to learn yeah. you know boundaries in marriage and things like that luckily we've been very blessed that we can yeah. um talk to our parents so you know as we were going through therapy you know everybody don't don't bring your parents in your marriage because when you don't like your spouse then they're not gonna like your spouse we are so blessed that our parents like the other person better <laughs> than they like their actual child so they're yeah. they've become advocates for the other person and so you know we have that's that's one of the beautiful things but it's very rare i would not tell anybody else to be talking to their mom and their daddy about you know what goes on in their household um but we've been blessed to have that um and so you your my relationship you know and my marriage got stronger but your life took a turn and so what was that like it was being a mom and and it was weird being now on your own honestly i've never felt that i was not I've always felt alone, so when I actually realized that I was alone, it didn't change anything, if that makes sense. It was kind of like, oh, okay, this is the new normal, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Even though, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you may have been there, but you weren't there. But it was... Right. It was different. And I think the shock Ooh, I felt that. part for me was when I was in the process of moving back, realizing that the things that had transpired to me moving back... I never ever want able to ever experience, you know what I mean? Because I've never experienced that. And yeah. sometimes I, I get sad when Ava doesn't see both of her parents in, at home. But I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. I'm happy that she doesn't have to deal with what I had to deal with. You know what I mean? I don't want her to, Yeah. I don't want her to think yeah. that, you know, what's wrong with mommy or what's wrong with daddy? Or I don't want her to right. have to question who she wants to go be with. You can have, you could be with both of us. Right. You can have right. two birthdays. You can have two Christmases, right. two Thanksgivings. I mean, <laughs> so, right. I mean, I think All right. right now That's she, good. she doesn't really know. She knows that, you know, she knows when it's time to go to mm-hmm. daddy's house. It's time to go to daddy's house. And she knows when she comes back home, she comes back home. Right. right? I mean, she, we haven't made it to where, you know, she has to pick, which I don't think we're ever going to do that. That's. That's not, you know, our intention. So she'll always know yeah. that she can always come yeah. home. She can always go to her dad's. Go ahead, girl. So I can go to sleep. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> you call him up and tell him to come pick you up today <laughs> so I could take a nap because I, I need a nap. Like, I don't. Girl, go. <laughs> um, so you you you've gotten to a, a pretty yeah. positive place yeah. with this. Was it always this positive? I didn't think it start. I don't think it started to become positive until I came back home. But even when I came back home, I was sad because why we couldn't work it out. You know what I mean? Like why this is what we both wanted. Yeah. So why yeah. it couldn't work? But yeah, I think it started to get a lot more positive once I got a new job. Then once I was able to, you know, pay for my own car, get my own car by myself, yeah. that was the first big girl purchase yeah. I've ever done. So I was really like, okay, I can do this. I, you mm-hmm. know, I'm not gonna, I never wanted to be another statistic, but I'm definitely not better. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I think yeah. it was good. But no, that's important because I think a lot of people think that if it doesn't work better, out, right. you have to be better. 
or you have to be angry when in reality sometimes things right. just don't work out and that doesn't mean that you can't have a positive parenting right. experience with the other parent uh because i think uh, the beautiful thing though is you know i was and this was like so you know sometimes as moms we get a little it's the right. little things right. for me i'll say that it's the little things for me like my daughter was in the room the other night with my husband and he he brought her a happy meal <laughs> And I was like, you bought your daughter a Happy Meal? My daddy ain't <laughs> And so, you know, but just that, mo like, to him, it was like, Takia, you know, I got her food. food I'm right. to get her food. It's but to me, it was like, yeah, but to me, yeah, to me, it was just so huge because I'm just like, dang, I don't even think my daddy could buy me a Happy <laughs> Meal right now. <laughs> <Girl>. <laughs> <laughs> but no so it i can say that for me all the stuff that my dad didn't do it hasn't made me bitter it's made me so excited for my daughter it's made me so excited that you know um because even in the beginning of like us parenting i was like i don't think i like what he's doing <laughs> like i don't like that and so i had a, i was talking to someone because the military office um services where the um someone will come into the home mm -hmm. and just kind of help you adjust to being a parent and um they couldn't come into the home mm -hmm. so we did phone calls um and she was like your daughter needs the different parenting perspectives like she needs the nurturing side right. that you're going to give her. And she also needs the structure side that your husband is going to give her. And so, you know, I'm the person that's like, oh, my baby crying. What's wrong? Like I'm running. And my husband right. be like, ain't nothing wrong with her. Like he'd be like, I'll, I'll say like, what's wrong with Aubrey? He'd be like, what time is it? I'd be like, it's, uh, it's 7.18. He said, and he'll say, that's what's wrong with her. It's 7.18. And it's so but I've learned to mm -hmm. to love that because yeah. she's gonna need both she's gonna need you know the, both sides and I know that he loves for her I know that he loves her and I know that he cares for her and so that's I had but I had to learn because I in the back of my mind I was like mm, right you I think right. that's your little girl you don't care a little bit more I think yeah, she so. gets both of that <laughs> but from both of us know, because we are yeah know? yeah and so yeah that's that's very good you want to keep that you don't ever want to i think the worst thing you can do is try to tell someone right. how to parent right. their child like in in specific ways where it's like i wish you were the dad that mm -hmm. blah 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 let that daddy be what that daddy's right. gonna be like let him because that's gonna give your child the most authentic experience mm -hmm. with their father because it's their father you know and so um I think that that's important. So how are you doing? Are you dating? <laughs> dating with a child. How is that? Are you are you doing that? It's honestly, I don't even know what it is. Like it's it has its pros and cons, but it's amazing because okay. Every time he wants to do something, well, let's bring Ava. I'm just like, "No." Can we leave her? Can we leave her with her grandparents? But he always includes her in every single thing. Like, we're going out. I'm coming to pick you up. We're going out to eat. I'm taking Ava. Like, he don't care about me. He going to take Ava. Wow. He calls me. Yeah. Where Ava at? <laughs> like, Here, Ava. Take the phone. You know what I mean? They are like, they talk wow. all the time. And it's just like, it's, it's great, you know, because like, of course you don't want to 
have some, you don't want to date someone that does not accept your child. And my child comes first. You know what I mean? Right. So when you're right. late, of course, right. that's also laying down the boundaries when you first start talking. And of course, it was kind of like, exactly. it was, it was kind of natural. So he, I mean, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's great. It's not, it's good. Yeah. And so I, I, yeah, and I brought this up because I want moms to know that your life does not yeah. have to end when you have a child. If the relationship with your um, significant other that you have a child with ends, it does not mean that you have to buckle down and be that right. single mom for the rest of your life. You know, is it, I, I imagine that it is um, much more complicated because you want to make sure that yeah. your child is safe um, and around people that really care. But it is a reality for, for moms to get out here and start yeah. dating again after certain relationships didn't end. And so I wanted you to touch on that because it's a lot of moms out here who don't yeah. feel free enough to it start over after it, something didn't work out. It definitely out. took me a while to even want to be able to talk to someone else. You know what I mean? Because you still have to, over, you have to right. overcome the right. fact that you are not with the baby's dad. So that's a whole thing. And right. then even when you do start talking to someone, you yeah. don't know if they're, you don't know their true intentions. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to start introducing right. you to my child unless I know, you know, we may be getting somewhere and we made a pact that we right. wouldn't, that he wouldn't, you know, see Ava until at least we were at least like eight or nine months in. So. Okay. It's been, it's, it'll be a year. No, but that's up, good. So. Yeah. Okay. So we got a year. Okay. I see, I see you. That's not, see, that sounds you know, promising. Yeah. <laughs> you said you said me say. Yeah, it was it was definitely rough because I want to make sure that I am good first. Because if I'm not good, Ava's not gonna be good. Right, you know what I mean? Right. And I need to I need to scope you out. Right. I need my mama right. to do a background check on you and I need my daddy to have his gun ready just in case. So it was kinda like oh you know, my but God. It, <laughs> it just all kind of fell into place a little bit. So it was kinda like, okay, it made me a little yeah. more comfortable to be able to be a lot more open and also therapy helped also yeah and you yeah and so yeah we can touch on therapy next because um i actually got into therapy i think it was like three months into my marriage and it's i'm not gonna say it's in my marriage yeah. it's in my life because um very very early into our marriage i, I realized yeah. i was a runner i was that person that'd be like Right. I don't want to be here. My mom lived right. 15 that, minutes I, away. You know what? I like, always I was, ran away. And I got my own car. But my running away was two hours far. So. Yeah, and I was like, and I got my own car. No, so Girl, nah, but I, I ran. But no, my mom was due just 15 minutes, 15 minutes away. I was like, and I got my own car. <laughs> Goodbye. Like, right. I'm going home. Um, but I really, I really had to learn that that came out of the issues that I had with my dad and I had been spending my entire life and, and anybody who, um, I'm gonna get real, real churchy on you right now. Anybody who's watching, hopefully this will set you free. You do not, um, you, healing is not a destination as it relates to, um, you being a father, fatherless daughter. It's a, it's a journey. It's like, I, and I hope I'm saying this in a way that's clear because I think my mindset was, I need to get over it. When will I get over it? I need to get over it. Like my thing was, okay, I'll graduate college. Then I'll be over it. Then I was like, well, I'll get married and then I'll be over it. You know, I, 
But my therapist said, no, ma'am. She was like, this is not something that you get over. This is something that you learn to manage because for the rest of your life, you're going to want or need a father. And so it freed me because first of all, it's like, woo. it was like, okay, so I don't have to like, like just drop it. Like, you know, these feelings that I have are normal. And so it really, really helped me release that. And even with having Aubrey, you know, Ben is from California. His dad came out to visit Aubrey for the first time. Um, I think it was November. So she, for her first birthday and, you know, closer to the time that he came, he was coming and the time that he was here, you know, I let my husband know it's really rough um, because I'm excited for you and I'm excited that your dad is here, but you know, she has two granddads. Unfortunately, she only knows one. You know, and my dad is alive and well. He, you know, ain't nothing wrong with the man. He walking around somewhere. And so, it, yeah. but it gets rough because it's like, dang, I wish I could call my dad. Like Ben's dad called, like we talk on the regular. At first I talked to both of Ben's parents on the regular, but I'm like, I wish I could call my dad and just, you know, say, how are you doing? Or, you know, I wish we had that good relationship. Um, so it is a journey. And so, what I've learned to do is because I used to, um, I used to cope in bad ways. Um, so like alcohol and abusive, uh, pills and things like that. Um, I've learned now I let my husband know, you know, this is how I'm feeling. And I don't drink around those times. Like it's not even for fun because, you know, sometimes we just do casual drinking whenever I'm feeling a certain type of way emotionally, drinking is off the table because I don't want it to become a coping mechanism for me. It will not anymore because it was before. And so therapy has freed me even with my daughter, because I, you know, I, I talked to my therapist and I was like, girl, the, I'm tired of going in stores to find pants that fit. Like I, this is annoying. And she was like, listen, it might just be a sweatpants season for you. And that's okay. And it really freed me because I'm like, you know what, girl, you're right. This yeah. sweatpants right. over here, I don't care what right. degree it is. I'm going to find me some shorts that are like sweatpants. So it's like, but it, you know, just having someone to talk to, having someone to um, bounce your ideas off of, like that you said in the beginning, that is not necessarily in mm-hmm. the situation because I can talk to my husband. I can tell him, you know, what's going on. Um, but it's good to have someone that's not in the mix and and be able to give things. And so, how often um, do you go? I go every other week now. I used to go when every week. When I first week. started, um, we started together. Me and her dad, we both did it together. And but that okay. made me realize okay. that I needed it by myself. You know what I mean? Because things are not. Okay. I can't do okay. it with you if I can't get myself together. So. We did right. that together exactly. for like a month. And then once I did it by myself, I went like every week. And then we progressed down every okay. two weeks. And now it's kind of like, if I need her, I need to, you know, I'll call her. So, but right. it's it's good. It's really good. I really enjoy therapy. Yeah. And I like what you said. Yeah. I like what you said that even if you think you haven't gone through anything, therapy mm-hmm. is good. Because therapy has helped me. Um bear with me unchurch my life (laughs) like it's and and live and I want you to understand I love God I still live by the principles of God but that's it I live by the principles of God not the principles of your man your mama (laughs) your pastor your man of God that he made up and drew out of the sky the principles of God it's it's like Matthew what's that man's name Uh, Martin Luther he said sola 
Scriptura. No, not Martin Luther King Jr. I'm talking about Martin Luther that nailed the, okay. the 95 thesis to the door on Halloween. He said sola scriptura, as in scripture mm -hmm. alone. If you can't show me in the book, I didn't tune you out about five seconds ago. And that's just me, you know, because I think my life was so cluttered because I kept trying to uphold these principles of people. And then when I realized I could follow the Bible, and pastors and preachers and, and lay members of the church would still be upset with me after I did what Jesus said do. I was like, oh no, this is, no, 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 no. Because the, the, the line in the sand has to be drawn with the word of God. It, I don't care about your opinions, you know, your, cause you know, some people be coming up with wild interpretations. And it's like, no, I think the text just right. meant what it said right there. <laughs> I don't think you need all the extra stuff. And so even for me, I started to realize the burden on my hearts were, it was changing. And so, you know, paying my tithes is something that we do. Um, giving offering is something that we do. But all this sewing, I started to see, like we went out one time and I saw this woman who needed a room. You know, she was homeless. She was like, I just need a room for the night. And I'm like, well, I'm over here sewing into your project for whatever it is that you've decided you're going to build now. I could have got that lady a room. And it's widows out here. It's orphans out here that the Bible, uh, Jesus specifically focused on taking care of. We're not even taking care of them. We're trying to build your church. The the third one, well, you only, I'm not even going to, I'm going to hop off. I'm gonna hop, but but the, the first church only got eight members, but we on the third building. I, I don't know. But um, so that's just where I am. I also started getting tattoos. Like if you, I don't know. If, you never, like girl. I got art in different When places. I seen a picture, I was you like, said, what? Yeah, <laughs> I get a tattoo. Takia. Yeah, I'm trying to put it up on the screen. I started to get art. You know, I grew up with this mentality that you couldn't be like a woman of God and have tattoos. Like women of God do not have tattoos. And then I started to realize, well, this woman of God does. And I am still a woman of God. And I don't put, I don't put um, meaningless right. things on my body. So like the first tattoo I got was the Roman numerals of my wedding day and my daughter's birthday. And then me and my husband, um, have matching tattoos. Mine says better. His says together. I have scriptures on my arm. So I got things that right. mean a lot to me. Um, it's, it's not just, oh, I want to, I want a little right. art on my, like if I get something, it, it right. has meaning behind it. And after I came out of the season of having my daughter and having COVID, um, I, I actually got um, on my side, I got, uh, what is it? I think it's a uh, song 27, 13 and 14 that says mm -hmm. I would have fainted. Listen, that is probably the realest. That's how I can describe my life. <laughs> like I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And so that is why um, I got that. Cause I'm like, look, if you ever want to know my testimony, it's right here, it's right here. And it, and it, it keeps, I keep it close. And so, um, I will say being a mom going on this journey has really, um, helped me with that. Um, perspective and branching out and growing and someone say yeah or you shouldn't dye your hair I don't know if I ever said you shouldn't dye your hair I don't that don't sound did I no, ever I'm say that? Just... I don't think so because you was with me when I was real <laughs> oh okay <laughs> okay yeah I was 
don't think I ever no, went that far. No, but I think they were agreeing and, and with, like, so certain the things. You know, like, you got tattoos. or Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> yeah, so, like, the backstory with me with me and Sam is that we met in college. Um, we met while we were Fresh on a praise year. dance team together. And so we have seen, Ooh, yes, we have seen some ups and downs with each other. We've, yes. We, yeah. so, so this ain't, this isn't Fresh just like year. a, a passing conversation between people who don't know each other because you know one of the beautiful things about the group that we were in you know there were moments when we literally yeah. we were all we had yeah. you know we held each other when yeah. we were crying where you know we went through some very um s some very significant things in our college life and we were able to <laughs> the donors yeah <laughs> we were able to really you know help each other and um, we grew a lot. Ooh, we hurt definitely. each other a lot too. Yeah. So I don't want y'all to right. think that it was all exactly. peaches and cream. We, you know, right. we were growing women. And we were so out to do we had our issues, also. but <laughs> but I think just like you're you're opening and, up and, now. And I think real. that's what helped me open out, open up in college, because I was like, mm. yeah, was, you know, I was quiet. Me and my sister were like, <laughs> and then I just came out. <laughs> I was like, what? This is a new <laughs> Sam. I've never seen this before. <laughs> exactly and it's you know so we we definitely we got some background with each other so we're not just randomly right. having this conversation we've reached out to of course we are a lot of us are spread out across um probably like i think we all live within yeah yeah, Three, yeah yeah so but you know but we still we still gather together the last like, time um, wedding. we just saw yep. each other at a wedding Yep, the, we just saw each other at a wedding of, um, and we bless God for it. We just saw each other <laughs> at a wedding, and so this is where all this is coming coming from. So yes, we definitely, um, we definitely advocate for therapy. The crazy thing is, I'm actually in the process of getting my degree right now wow. for um, marriage and family counseling, and it is wild. <laughs> like it is not at all what I thought it would be. And it talks about the importance of a therapist having therapy. Cause I was like, I didn't know accept me into the program. Therapy. If I had therapy <laughs> and I'm on medication. Like, is that like a, yeah, is that like a conflict <laughs> of interest? But it turns out they encourage um, therapists to go and get therapy, to have the experience and to know, you know, your values and things like that. So all of that's going on um, as, as we speak. Um, so yeah, any what is there? I I don't want to just own the conversation. So what would you like to discuss next, um, if girl, anything? I gave you the list. Honestly, I don't know. I gave you the list. I'm trying to make sure I touch well, on everything. So you said finding finding yourself. Hey, Did you feel like you got to talk about what that's like? I just oh, want to um, make sure I hit every point. I feel like we have, but. That's what I'm saying. If you feel like we haven't, you well finding myself. I know me and one of my girlfriends. We have another chat, and we were talking about how we like to do things by ourselves. So, and I think I get this from my mom. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm really independent. You know, I like mm -hmm. to do stuff by myself. I don't like to ask for help. But yeah. um, she'll go to the movies by herself, and I call her like, "Mom, what you eating for dinner? I'm at the movies, girl. Why you didn't invite nobody, right?" <laughs> But she she loves she just loves to do that. So I think I started doing things yeah. by myself. Like I think my senior year in college, because all of my girlfriends had left that were before me, and then I had like a couple of mm -hmm. close friends that yeah. were dance sisters that were close. But mm -hmm. I never really you know. And then my roommate, I was super close with her, so we did a lot of things. But then just 
started to, I think I started to do a lot more things by myself once I was pregnant with Ava, even though I couldn't really, you know, yeah. go out while I was pregnant with her. But I did a lot of like reading. I did right. a lot of, um, I started to really become into home decor. So I did a lot of like drawing on apps on how, like, you know, how like her room to look and all that stuff. And I love going to the beach by myself. Right. I like going out to eat by myself. I like going to the movies by myself. So I think that's also a, <laughs> a self, you know, a form of self care. You're taking care of yourself. You, if you're able yeah. to do that by yeah. yourself, then I mean, you're able to do it with a group. You know what I mean? You can't just expect right. to. You have to get yourself together first before you can even get in a whole another relationship. Right. So if I'm not good, I'm not gonna be good for this next person. I'm not gonna be right. good for Ava. So I think I, I love doing a lot of stuff exactly. myself. I like to travel by myself, even though a lot of people don't like for me to do it. I Okay, the furthest I've ever been by myself probably was like Virginia. Yeah, I could, I could, it's, it's good. I could yeah. see that. I could see why I'd be like, oh, yeah. I don't know if I want you out here going out by yourself, <laughs> traveling, but, uh, but it's, cause people it's good. Crazy. But you know, then you also learn how to defend yourself also. I've taken Taekwondo classes when I was younger. I got a taser and pepper spray that I'm not afraid to use. And I think I'm the next thing that I want to do is definitely, I don't know, I do want to take a trip by myself, but I think I have to prepare myself for that because there, like you said, there is a lot of things out here. There's a lot of crazy Crazies. people out here. So <laughs> I have to mentally yeah. prepare myself and but, my family because when I tell yeah, them, they're going to be like, yeah, no. But do it. So like... <laughs> 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 but I would say do it like you know one of the things I was like during our our little vacation um my husband was like you was like I think and guys unfortunately that is where our audio cut out so that will conclude this episode we thank you for listening and tuning in and we hope that you continue to stay and listen some more you guys know the outro even though it's a little different I was not your host Benjamin Atkins. The host was Takia, and this was the Atkins Family Podcast. We'll see you next time, folks.